Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougars win and the Gales lose. Is second place for the Cougars to lose in the West Coast Conference now? And without superstar Yoli Childs, what is the best model for success? And assistant coach Cody Fieger on Life Without Yoli Childs for the time being in West Coast Conference play so far. BYUSN starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you with us. It is Monday, January 13th, National Championship Monday. Hashtag Goat Tigers. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton's getting them teeth fixed. So I'm teamed up with a man who was retweeted by comedian impersonator Frank Caliendo yesterday. Jason Shepard, that's pretty cool. It was uh, it was awesome. It was very unexpected. Uh, obviously, I was on cloud nine after uh, my Chiefs came back. Oh my gosh! Historically, uh, in the uh, in the AFC divisional playoffs yesterday against Houston, and so let's call I'm you team obviously. One. So, yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's going to make for a very awkward B block. We'll explain that coming up in a minute. Uh, But, yeah, so I was just scrolling through as much information as I could get, and and Spencer actually had retweeted Frank Caliendo, and he was doing this impersonation of Tony Romo it was and so good, about yeah. that game. And it was, it was just, it made me laugh. I was feeling good. So I, I happened to retweet it with a comment, and I just said, I can't like this enough. And I'll immediately... I get a like back from Caliendo, and then about an hour or two later, he retweets it. He retweeted And I'm you like, Frank Caliendo is paying attention to something I just said. That was really cool. Yeah. Well, have prove it. I have the proof. Here prove it is. It. Prove There's, it. There is the proof yeah. that, uh, that Frank Caliendo, if we get, I don't know if you can see that, that he retweeted my tweet, and now Jerem is tweeting. I, I just texted Texting. You. Yeah. At least he didn't swear, which is good. Hi. <laughs> There's so, the proof, unless someone named themselves Frank Caliendo. And then it's fake. But it, it, it was it's awesome. It's real guy. Here, here's, what, here's what. I will let the audience decide which is the bigger deal. In the last two weeks, I have had tweets liked by Frank Caliendo mm-hmm. and Donny Osmond. So, Ooh, and Donny's happened before with Donny has happened before, but still. You tag him like every day hoping for this. <laughs> like one of these days, Donny's <laughs> going to pay attention to my tweet. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's been a pretty good, it's been a pretty good couple great. of weeks in terms of uh, the social media for this guy. That's awesome, man. That's great. More on that uh, later in the program. <laughs> Um, so earlier in the year in uh, the football season, um, one of the programs had uh, Spencer and I on the back. Pretty cool. True fans download the apps. You know, BYU TV, BYU Radio. I thought, that's awesome. So I just happened to notice Saturday that the... Is, am I in the... the yeah, you're the inside. in the yeah, middle? Yeah, yeah, you're in. So is Ben. Um, then Saturday I noticed that this is the, this is the, uh, the program Saturday. So, so someone, someone got left out you're here. You're on the back, right? Uh, I wish. You know, I I looked around and and I just see a lot of a lot of tricep here, from Spencer. <laughs> Good for him, you know. Good for him. All right. Meanwhile, uh, there's sports going on here at BYU. Uh, let's talk about what's on the rundown today. BYU beats Portland. St. Mary's loses to Santa Clara. Crazy. What does this mean for the conference race? Cougars make a giant leap in which selection committee metric? Assistant coach Cody Figer will be in studio discussing the win versus Portland. And as mentioned, Cougars in the NFL uh, doing work. Which one is the most likely to make it to the Super Bowl? But first, today's headlines. Men's Hoops beats Portland 96-70 Saturday night. Cougars started the game up 24-2. My goodness. 
Both Dalton Nixon and TJ Haas recorded their first career double-doubles. Six Cougars in double figures scoring. BYU is 2-1 in league play. Hosts San Diego Thursday on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It was a very busy day yesterday for Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs rallied from down 24 points to beat the Houston Texans. Unbelievable. It, was, it really was unbelievable. Sorensen forced a fumble and made a key tackle on a fake punt. KC hosts Tennessee in the AFC Championship game next Sunday. Jamal Williams had one reception for nine yards and one carry for three yards in the Packers 28-23 win over this guy's Seattle Seahawks. I know. Also, Fred Warner led the 49ers with seven total tackles and a win over the Vikings on Saturday. The Packers and 49ers will meet next Sunday in San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. That won't be close. I don't think it will be. Really? We'll talk about it later. Okay. Number three, BYU men's volleyball swept. Number 15, Penn State in both matches, Friday and Saturday. Sophomore outside hitter Davide Gardini, 24 kills at 600 in the two wins. Cougars are playing at Mount Olive in North Carolina this week. Sean Olmstead told us a couple weeks ago this was an opportunity for BYU to go to a place they'd never gone, kind of grow the game a little bit, going to a smaller Division II school. It's cool. BYU does that in a lot of different sports. Go to different areas and, yeah, and, and have the experience. Right. Everybody but Gonzaga and St. Mary's who are on the WCC. Yeah, exactly. Yet BYU still is so tough. <laughs> Women's basketball beat San Diego 52-36 on Saturday to snap its two-game losing streak. Brenna Drollinger led the Cougars with 13 points and had a career had nine assists and six steals. BYU on the road at Pacific on Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It's good to see the Cougs win in women's hoops. 8-7 uh, now, 3-2 and two in league, so that is a good note. Part of a super Saturday, by the way. A super Saturday. Women's hoops, men's volleyball, men's basketball. That was a fun day. That was a fun day, absolutely. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Among the stories Saturday, besides BYU beating Portland, was the fact that St. Mary's lost 67-66. A bucket with one second was the winner for the Broncos. The Gales lose a second game to non-Brigzaga. Thanks to Dave Vasquez on Twitter for that one. That one I'm not sure holds like St. Zaga. Brigzaga? We'll work on it. Jason, the second place in the West Coast Conference BYU is to lose now. Last week I said I was going to stick with BYU finishing third, just like they were picked in the preseason. Why? It was week one of league play. Well, because that we didn't know. We, there was a lot of unanswered questions at that point. I'm like, yeah. you, historically, I'll, I'll stick with third and then see what happens. BYU's more than capable of getting to number two, but right now I'll stick with third. That was before they played the Gales, obviously. And that was before St. Mary's lost its second conference game already, which is still mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I think the expectation should absolutely be to finish second in the regular season and get one of those top two spots heading into Vegas in the conference tournament. As long as BYU takes care of the games that they're supposed to win, that's going to happen. With the way things have played out so far, it also makes that game against the Gales in Provo a couple weeks Almost a must-win for BYU. Now that you've yes, already absolutely. lost uh-huh. one to St. Mary's, and you, and you put yourself in a chance to win, certainly, and, and you, you could have won that game. But now the game in Provo, whether you have Yoli back or not, and we still don't know, the hope is certainly that you have Yoli back for that game. But if you don't, it's still a must-win game. You have got to be able to beat St. Mary's here in Provo. But clearly, this league is improved. But BYU right now is the second-best team in the WCC. They're, they're, they're tied right now with two other teams, with Pacific and Santa Clara for, right. for third, or right. excuse me, for second. But I, I think they're the best yes. team 
the second best team in the conference. Second is BYU's to lose now because do we expect BYU basketball to lose two games to non-St. Zaga? We do not. I expect probably one to be in there somewhere. BYU didn't slip up, by the way, last year to the top four, including BYU. San Francisco was better. Uh, BYU lost to them, but BYU didn't lose to anybody else. If BYU can hold serve and just compete, beat St. Mary's February 1st, even if BYU loses both to Gonzaga, finishes with three conference losses, BYU will be in second. I think BYU is probably in second, at least to tie with four conference losses. So I, I, And then it comes down to a tiebreaker there, right? I think BYU is going to finish in second. And in a league that everyone is saying is three-bid, what's the easiest way to make the NCAA tournament at this point? To be the second-place yep. team. Because then you stare at that third-place team and go, well, maybe that team's on the bubble. So it is BYU's to lose now because St. Mary's has set the tone that they have lost multiple games by one or two points now, and that margin is so thin uh, that you lose at Pacific in quadruple overtime, you get job by the refs, still lose, right? Yep. And that just expect to get jobs by the refs in this league. And then you lose to you can Santa expect Clara. a tweet soon. Yeah, at WCC officials. <laughs> where you at? At me. Let's go. I think it's BYU's to lose. And this is exciting. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Finish in second. Let's let's see. At, let's see what BYU does. Not, we didn't talk about first because the number one team in the country yes, is the it's, first place. It is Gonzaga. In the two games since Yoli was sidelined due to his finger injury, we've seen a couple of different models for how to handle that workload without Yoli. Yes. Against St. Mary's, it was leaning heavily on TJ and Jake Toulson. But on Saturday against Portland, the production was spread out much more throughout the entire team. So, Jerem, which model do you think will work best in the absence of Yoli Childs? I think it's probably the team model, which we saw on Saturday. But I think it depends on the game. It's whatever it takes to win that game. St. Mary's defended BYU in a different way than Portland. They could match up in a at a high Higher level on the perimeter, so BYU's guards couldn't get into the lane and drive and kick. Uh, Portland did not f- defend BYU defensively in transition as well as St. Mary's and Gonzaga do and will do. So it, it sort of depends on the game, but it is good to see uh, H.I. McDonough, a.k.a. Zach Selyus, go 5 for 5 from 3, score 21. Uh, most points he's scored since uh, that 25-point career high as a freshman. That was great. Uh, mustache and all. Dalton Nixon was amazing. T.J. Haas was amazing. T.J. Haas has a streak right now where he's had a gajillion assists and zero turnovers, yeah. by the way. He's just on fire. I think the team model is probably uh, good against the non-St. Zaga teams. Against against St. Mary's and Gonzaga, your big guns have to show up because uh, the other role players aren't going to have as easy of a look at the rim or from three, in my opinion. Uh, you and I are on the same page with this in terms of Finally. ultimately it is, it's the team model. But I agree with what you said. Every game is unique, and it has its own set of circumstances that you deal with. And sometimes you're going to have that one player or that those two players that just go off and carry you so that the, the other production, not that it's not needed, but it's, it's not needed as much as, say, another game. So I agree with you that a lot of it's going to depend on the scenario and the game that you're in. But ultimately, and I think what we've seen so far this year – the model that has worked for BYU's overall success is getting contributions from everywhere. It's not just TJ and it's not just Jake. You may have a game where Alex Barcelo goes off and has his 18 points. And you mentioned the game the other night where Zach Sayus was fantastic and Dalton Nixon was great. You know, maybe another game where Connor Harding 
is shooting lights out. So I think when it's all said and done, the one that you can probably rely on the most is is the or excuse me, the the, the model that you, you can rely on to, to work more times than not is getting more contributions from more players on the team. But again, it does. It is situational. And that's what happened in the nine games to start the year. Yes. Why did BYU beat Houston and Virginia Tech and UCLA and so on? It was because they had a good team game and the ball wasn't sticky. The ball got sticky, meaning isolated and not a lot of passing, right, on Thursday night. But I think that's just what was needed that night. Uh, BYU hangs in there in the first half, makes an incredible comeback down six with 50 seconds left to give themselves a chance against St. Mary's. And uh, without, uh, you know, Yoli Childs, BYU 7-4, and still a good team with Yoli Childs, one loss in overtime where he cramped up. BYU should be 7-0 in that one. I think BYU is a good team. They're a fringe tourney team without Yoli Childs. BYU is like a, as high as the sixth seed, in my opinion, with Yoli Childs. They've been that good. And we don't know how long Yoli Childs is out. We know he's probably still out a couple of games. Yep. I think the goal is uh, February 1st against St. Mary's. If you can get him the week before, that's a huge road trip at Pacific at San Francisco. We will see. Topic three. We're down to four teams in the NFL playoffs. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs play the Titans in the AFC title game. The Titans? Awesome. Crazy. Well, Fred Warner and the Niners host Jamal Williams and the Packers coming up this Sunday. I think I know your answer, but let's hear it. Which former Cougar is most likely to make it to the Super Bowl? And we are guaranteed to get at least one. Yeah, let's let's be honest here. I uh, you know where I'm going. I'm going with, with my Kansas Jamal City Williams Chiefs and the Packers and Daniel Sorensen. I, I look and it's and it's not because of the defense that I'm going that direction. It's it's because this there is no offense left in this in this postseason for the NFL that can compete with what the Chiefs can put up. That's the Packers, that's the Niners, that's the Titans. Nobody can score like the Chiefs can score. Are you afraid of Derrick Henry? I am scared to death of Derrick Henry. King Henry. Yes. So, but I'm hopefully, and I fully expect, here's how I think this is going to play out. Say it. I fully expect a Super Bowl right now, to be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's how this is. a lot of red for me. Well, yeah, trust me, I I know. Uh, I think it's going to be very difficult to go against those home teams. Now, that doesn't mean that both teams, Tennessee and and, and Green Bay, can't go in and win, but you certainly would not pick either one of them in these scenarios. The cool thing is that a BYU player winning a Super Bowl has a 75% chance of happening. The, the only scenario winning the Super Bowl, yeah, the, yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. The, the only scenario that plays out where a Cougar does not get a ring at the end of the year is if the Tennessee Titans screw things up. And the, I don't see the Titans winning the Super Bowl. I, I, like, I don't. Maybe they do, but I don't. How about this though? Brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This is pretty cool. A Cougar will play in the Super Bowl for the fourth straight season. And by the way, that is the longest streak since a 13-year streak between 1980 and 1992. So what happened between 80 and 92, people? Go ahead and say it out loud. National Championship, Heisman. Yeah. (laughs) It was a good good time. Uh, I like your Daniel Sorensen pick. Uh, I think it's Fred Warner and the Niners. Uh, The Niners already played the Packers this year. Mm -hmm. The score was 37 to 8 for the Niners. Aaron Rodgers threw for 104 yards. I, certainly the Packers can go and win this one, but having watched the Niners closely as a Seahawks fan and witnessed some crazy games, right, the only real matchup that gave the Niners problems was the Seahawks. That was the only one. 
and they get two plays down to the literally the last play, right at at the goal line or a field goal uh, in reverse order. I think it's Fred Warner and the Niners. It is exciting though that we could see you know BYU guys uh, playing in the Super Bowl. Hopefully, there's multiple. That would be fantastic. And uh, looking for well, yeah, looking forward to. Uh, Fred Warner and the Niners, Jamal Williams and the Packers, and Dennis Orson and the Chiefs. Not to mention Andy Reid. I, I think if you're a BYU fan, you're kind of going for the Chiefs and Andy to get to his second Super Bowl and have a chance at that one uh, because he's a Hall of Fame coach now, but if he gets that one Super Bowl ring, it's like for sure. And, and, and I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact stat. I, he has the longest streak yes. as a coach in the postseason without having a Super Bowl champion. It's 27. 27. 27. I think it's 27. Look, yeah, it it would be too many. Here's here's the other cool part about the BYU angle for this. Now, Jamal, a a little bit to a lesser degree recently, Mm -hmm. but you, these aren't just guys who are on the roster. You know what I mean? These, these are, these are former BYU players who are contributing and I mean, you're talking about Fred Warner leading the Niners in sacks. Daniel Sorensen, while he doesn't start, plays the majority of these games, and we saw what and he did. He changed the game he, he, with yes. the solo tackle yes. on the fake punt, which why do you fake a punt <laughs> at your own, like, 30, up 24? That's one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, in, in, even, even with Jamal, there were, there were spots throughout the season where he was the guy they were leaning on. So it, these aren't just former Cougars on rosters. They're contributing and, and making a difference in these games. It's great. You know what we've not talked about in this first segment? The fact that BYU's playing Gonzaga this week. It's at Gonzaga Saturday. Hey, one game at a time, okay? I take it. One at game least at a time. There's a game on Thursday. Gonzaga's still number one in the AP poll, by the way. BYU picks up three votes. BYU in Spokane on Saturday. No, I'm not going to shave my head if they win. Get out of here. Would you? No. Our question of the day is second place in the WCC. BYU's to lose now. Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weighing on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Ben Peterson from Twitter. I think so. St. Mary's seems to have taken a step back this year. BYU just needs to avoid that bad loss, and they should be able to end up in at least second. And that's the thing. I'm I'm not saying St. Mary's stinks now. St. Mary's lost two games down to the wire. This could easily happen to anybody. And it may make them even more dangerous now because there's, there's no margin for error for them anymore. Right. They're going to be extra desperate. And they were going into the BYU game coming off the loss. Perhaps both teams were just pretty tired. Think about what St. Mary's went through. Played a four-overtime game, had a five-days rest, played an overtime game. Then they're at home in a game they should win, right? The, the The league is better. We say it every year, but it feels like there's more parody, which is awesome. So continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, assistant basketball coach Cody Fieger stops by to look ahead to another busy week for the Cougars and thinks... Could get awkward on the set with Jeremy. And who took the lead in and won? We'll find out. Cody's a Packers fan. Congratulations on the win, man. This is BYU Sports News. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow night for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope as the coach and Trevin Nell sit down with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. As BYU prepares for San Diego on Thursday night. You can watch it on the BYU TV app at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific tomorrow night. Listen, the team is thinking about San Diego Thursday. We're also thinking about Gonzaga Saturday. <laughs> BYU is playing the number one team in the country this week. It's going to be an exciting week. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I'm Jeremy Jordan. He's Jason Shepard. 
simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And, of course, if you missed the show live, uh, the podcast, you can, you can listen to it when you want. In fact, you might be right now uh, or watch the show on BYUSN.com. Well, the Cougars beat Portland by 26. It was an interesting game. BYU up 24-2, down to a seven-point margin with about 12 minutes to go. BYU wins by 26. And assist coach Cody Figure is one of the guys that helped make sure that happened. Cody, congratulations on the win. That was kind of a weird game, right? A little back and forth there. Yeah, a little back and forth. Uh, our guys came out on fire right away, really sharing the ball. You know, we finished the game with 29 assists and only five turnovers. Um but it, it's one of those games where, where Portland Portland's a good team and they can score. Um, but our, our guys just stayed on it defensively and, and offensively. They're, they're, uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to be a part of. You know, people watching this show, you may see me sitting right here and you may think, well, that's where, that's where you would normally sit. It's strategic today. Uh, you are a Seahawks fan. Oh, I, I'm you, not mad. I'm you sad. are a Green Bay Packers fan. I yeah. am here to keep these two apart. What, <laughs> oh, what is the she, tension level oh, like between you two right now? Nothing. I have no yeah. tension. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you shouldn't we, have tension. You won. Yeah, we won. So I'm. I'm. You're about good. As happy as it gets right no, now. No, I, I did not expect the Seahawks to beat the Packers. I didn't. I 11 and two in one score games going in. I thought, yeah, that's kind of lucky. It just is. Yet with five minutes to go, Seahawks have the ball. Russell Wilson. Were uh, you nervous at that point? Oh yeah, I was thinking of the 2015 game where it was the first time in my life as a Packer fan, I was celebrating early. In, in, in Seattle? Yeah. Yes. And, I remember you telling me that story. And I was, it was an unbelievable was comeback for the Seahawks. I was so happy. And yeah. like, I was like, oh, we got this game. and Onside kick, we, just, we won't blow it. And, yeah, we, yeah. Just, we just gave the game to you guys. Yeah. And <laughs> Handed it on a silver plate. Yeah, yeah. And I, I waited until, until clock hit zeros until I celebrated. My kids were fired up. We went and got an ice cream last night. It was nice. awesome. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for you. We, we were talking about the Cougars in the NFL connection, yes. which is awesome. So BYU's guaranteed to have someone in the Super Bowl. Um, you grew up rooting for Wisconsin. What was the school of Yeah, choice? so I loved, I loved Wisconsin. Yeah, growing up. Uh, Marquette, you know, they didn't have a football team. I liked Marquette, but Wisconsin, was, that's where everyone, you know, Marquette was kind of the uppity kids and things like that. So mm. it was all in about Milwaukee? Wisconsin. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I liked Russell Wilson. Yeah. I liked Russell go. Wilson. But not last night. No, no, no. <laughs> you can appreciate him when your team wins. Yeah, uh, like, exactly. Oh, look, he was fantastic. <laughs> it's, easy, <laughs> it's easy to be a good sport yes, when your team yeah. wins. Yeah. It, right? uh, it, yeah. He was carrying the team on his back. Like, he's, yeah, he's yes. unbelievable. He's going to have reconstructive back surgery. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. So we were talking about the win over Portland, and it was an impressive win. There was a lot to be impressed by. What impressed you most about that win over the Pilots? Um, just our, our senior leadership, like we can just keep on going back to that every single game, you know, Zach Selly is coming out and banging a ton of shots and just playing, you know, Zach gave the pregame talk before the game on, uh, on Saturday. And, you know, Zach comes out and he's just, you know, he's really kind of laid back. Hey guys, let's play hard for each other, this and that, but really kind of monotone. And, and then he gets out on the floor and he's just a wild man. You know, it's, it's. He, he's he's been incredible this year, um, and then you know Dalton Nixon starts off so great, double double basically in the first half, and T.J. Hawes you know 14 assists, zero turnovers. Jake comes in eight assists, zero turnovers. Unbelievable. It, it, it's it's remarkable what those guys are doing, you know, and and they're and they're doing it together, and they 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 love winning, and that's all they want. We were talking about the model without Yoli Childs. And certainly you guys learn things in the first nine games that are helping you during this stretch. You wish you didn't have to learn those lessons, but you have. 
Um, and there's kind of uh, a, a few schools of thought here. One is the model against Portland, which is six guys in double figures, some double doubles. It's not uh, Jake and and, uh, and TJ carrying the load. Which model works the most uh, consistently? Because it probably varies game to game, but is there an ideal model there? Yeah, um, there is. For us, it's assist opportunities. I think you guys heard Coach Pope kind of talk about that. For us, especially offensively is when we have a high number, we're really good. We win. A, we win. And, and Saturday was the season high 53? Season high right? 53, and, wow. and it was incredible. And when Yoli jumped on board, our assist opportunities went up. It skied up. Which you would think that maybe that would go down a little bit. Ball yeah. gets in a good player's hands. It may not move as much. So that's, uh, that's a great number. Yeah, so like it was when Yoli came in, it was over 40 every single game. So, I mean, he, he does an amazing job, and... Uh, just sharing the ball, and he's an unbelievable passer. And, uh, yeah, so assist opportunity is something that's been huge for us as a, as a team um, because sometimes, you know, guys make the right play and the ball just doesn't go in, but we keep on showing them, like, hey, that's a great pass. Keep on doing it, and our guys have all bought into that. With two games this week, how do you guys usually handle preparing the guys for both games? Because obviously you take them one at a time, but I have to assume there's, there's some advanced scouting for Saturday so you're not behind the eight ball as you get closer to that. And then it also happens that Saturday is Gonzaga and they're the number one team. How, how do you guys handle preparing for both but yet focusing on the Toreros? Um, well, for us, you know, um, what's really important is that, that we take every game counts as one. Every game counts as one, and it's that next game is the most important thing. Um, now, we'll take some similar similarities. Say San Diego and Gonzaga, they do some same things, maybe how they guard the post or this and that. We'll really emphasize that. And if, like, Gonzaga did anything crazy tricky, we'd kind of do it today on Monday where, where we got some time. Um, but other than that, it's just our normal routine where we go Monday. It's shooting, light, film. Uh, all about, you know, kind of San Diego, 5 on 0 stuff. And then on Tuesday, we hit it hard. You know, we'll hit San Diego hard and, and Wednesday, San Diego hard. Um, and then Thursday, we'll get ready for the game. But we, we try not to go, you know, one step ahead, you know, just because every game means. It's our uh, job. Yes. That, that, every <laughs> game is, Coach Majerus, you know, when I worked for him at Utah, he talked about that every single time, you know, that as soon as, you know, one game counts for two, then, then that matters more. But um, every game means one. And it never will, right? It never will. It never will. <laughs> Talking to Cody Fieger, assistant coach on the men's basketball team. Uh, nice win against Portland. Now San Diego comes in. And, and we're seeing in the league, hey, every game, you, you always say it. It doesn't always mean it's real. But St. Mary's has, is experiencing this now where it's, oh, they have two losses already to non-Gonzaga and BYU teams, right? Um, the door is open, I guess, to, to step into that place. What do you think of the conference race so far? I mean, this league is a beast. It's incredible. Um, unbelievable coaches and really good players in this league. Um, and, you know, every day we just make sure our guys are motivated. And we got a senior group that they stay motivated and they know how – they've been in this league. They know how important every single game is and not one letdown can happen. So our guys are – I mean, that's kind of been our – you know, Coach Pope has preached that since day one with our team. You know, just talking about our league and and what seniors do and how important they are, and so that that's one thing that we we we've been talking about since day one since we got here. And you experienced something similar in that when you guys were at Utah Valley in the WAC, New Mexico State was the team, 
and you guys went in there and won, right? Uh, once yeah. or a couple times yeah. or something. Um, and it was, okay, we got to throw them for a shot to get in the NCAA tournament. In this case, at large is possible, right? With you, you don't have to just be the best team in the league. You have to beat the best team in the country <laughs> yeah. in a 16-game tournament, which is just ridiculous. So I guess what, what did you guys draw from that experience of, hey, there's a big dog. We got to take care of business and be in position to match up with them late. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just really kind of just like I said, kind of with game by game. You know, every single game is important, and we're just focusing on just getting better, you know. And the great part about, like you said, is we get to play the number one team in the country. They're in our league, and, and what a great experience for our team. And, our, our, and that's what we want. We want to beat the best team in the country. So every day we're just focused on getting better, and, and that's just, that's just we're, not, we're just going game by game. How do you feel like this team is getting better on January 13th? Well, we're pretty excited because we had 29 assists to five, <laughs> five turnovers. Um, and so, like, that, that is sticking with our guys, these, these assist opportunities, and then defensively every possession, and that's something that we focused on and, and uh, um, kind of been back and forth with these injuries, obviously, with Yoli. But, you know, we're, we're getting better as a team, sharing the ball, um, Zach Selyus is getting better, right? Dalton Nixon's getting better. What do you have in the first half? Eight and ten or something like that. Like it was, it was really close to a double, double, double. But and then Colby Lee stepped up too. Mm-hmm. Um, so just focusing on these guys individually. Individually, sorry. Um, just getting better every single day. Well, and I wanted to ask you about Colby Lee. We, we saw when Yoli was out for the first nine games how important Colby was. You're seeing that again now with Yoli down the second time. How important is Colby's play to the success of this team? Oh, it's, it's huge, you know, because right now we've got Dalton, Zach, and Colby really is our front line. So Colby, you know, coming in and having all the confidence in the world right now has been huge for our team. And, and you know, he's starting for us, and he, I think he played 20-some minutes on, on uh, Saturday. So he, he's got a huge part in Shoot, shoot! what game was that against Weber? He had a little knee injury, and that was huge for us. Yeah. You know, we're, every game we need all, 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 and you have all hands on him, deck. Right? Yeah. His size. Geez. Yeah, his size. And, you know, he had some, he had some really good plays against St. Mary's too. Like, he, he's battling, and he's got unbelievable confidence. And, man, he's, he's awesome. Does he have the green light to shoot a three anytime he wants? He does. He does. I mean, like that, if, if, if our guys are open, we want him to shoot it. You know, if they're not if they're not going to shoot it and they're open, they're going to come sit on the bench. We want them to have the, love that the, the, yeah, the confidence. Great. You know, and and Coach Pope's been relentless with these guys on that. And it's a shot you know. he can make. Oh, he he was four for six before <laughs> yes. last game, so now he's shooting fifty percent. He's yeah. four for eight. So he, it's a shot he can make, and it's a shot he works on. And like all these kids are working so hard because Coach Pope has put them in unbelievable situations to be successful, and they they see the role and they see their fit, and it's been. Awesome. Well, congrats on the win. A uh, season high in uh, assist opportunities and 29 to 5 assist turnover ratio. Fantastic. So uh, good luck this week, San Diego, and then uh, somebody else, I think, on Saturday. So, yeah, we got San Diego. And then we got... you take it one game at a time, so you have no idea. Yeah, San Diego, Gonzaga, and Sunday at 440. Oh. We got the, the Niners. Okay, you know what? We're done here. Thanks, Cody. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. Coming up. Come on, man. Coming up, we'll recap our, and by our, I mean Spencer and Jerem's and one picks. And Rush, the national championship game tonight, and Mark Pope video bombing. It's all in hashtag this. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs>
Welcome back. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Oh, hey. uh, Spencer Linton gets all the uh, TV time, which is great. Just a whole lot of Spencer in that <laughs> shot, which is awesome. Ratings are soaring. Fantastic. We're in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, which you can't see. So we have to subscribe it. And on BYU TV. You know what time it is, Jason? Uh, time to whip it? Indeed. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Beat Portland 96 to 70 Saturday night. Cougars started the game up 24 to 2. Both Dalton Nixon and TJ Haas recorded. So Portland or BYU and the Texans, but BYU finished. <laughs> yeah, but BYU was yeah. able to, to yeah. maintain. Even though they lost the lead a little bit, they were able to push it back up. Uh, Dalton Nixon, TJ Haas both recorded their first career double doubles, which is crazy to me. I would to have even think TJ Haas was yes, one with w- the yes, stat. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. It was it was a weird stat, but congratulations uh, as uh, six Cougars were in double figure scoring. BYU two and one in league play. They host the Toreros of San Diego Thursday on BYU TV. Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen and Jason's Chiefs came back down 24 nothing in the first quarter to beat the Texans 51-31. Just this wild comeback. The Falcons were like. Oh, that's how you blow a lead. I remember. <laughs> Daniel Sorensen forced a fumble, made a solo tackle on a fake punt to help the comeback. It was a great play. Chiefs host the Titans in the AFC title game. Jamal Williams had one catch for nine yards and a carry for three yards in the Packers' 28-23 win over my Seahawks. And Fred Warner led the San Francisco 49ers with seven total tackles and a win over the Vikings on Saturday. Packers, Niners will meet next Sunday in San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. Small turn. Volleyball. Number three, BYU beat number 15 Penn State Friday and Saturday night in three sets each match. Sophomore outside hitter Davide Gardini had 24 kills, hit 600 in the two wins. It was great to be back in the Smithfield house. Great to see Steve Vail. Cougars play at Mount Olive in North Carolina this weekend. Women's basketball. Beat San Diego 52-36 on Saturday to snap its two-game losing streak. Brenna Drollinger led the Cougars with 13 points. She also had a career-high nine assists and six steals. BYU on the road at Pacific on Thursday. You can check it out on WCC Network, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Jimmer! Should BYU's basketball teams take night vision? To go play in Stockton. It's just not well lit. Just know? make sure just you so know your surroundings. See, like, yeah. Where's the basket? Yeah, just be aware. Jim Fredette had 14 points, two rebounds, three assists. As Panathinaikos beat Lavrio 105-74. I'm still getting used to Jim not scoring like 30-plus a game. I know. It's a harder it's, it's league. It's different, yes. Yeah. Much, very much so. Cougars overseas. Elijah Bryant had nine points, two rebounds, and an assist in a Maccabi Tel Aviv 94-83 win on Saturday. Track and field. Jaslyn Gardner set a school record in the 60 with a time of 7.39 at the BYU Indoor Invitational. You go and grab a hot dog for a second or just blink, you missed the whole race. <laughs> Ricky Fantroy Jr. took home the triple jump title. And your favorite Arrested Development character, Michael Bluth, won the 300. I, I love that guy. Gymnastics. BYU finished with a 195.575 at the Rio Tinto Best of Utah Gymnastics Meet to play second behind number four, Utah. It's pretty cool. All four had never met um, in the same meet before in, I guess, a raised platform event or whatever. That's pretty cool. They're going to do that in the next couple years. That is pretty cool. That's great. Swimming and diving. Cougars had an outdoor swim meet, the only one of the season. They were in Phoenix. Luckily, it was like 60 degrees. That's still a little cool to be in an outdoor meet. I don't know. Did you ever swim? We talked about this. Uh, you were on the swim team. I was on the swim team. Kern's high. Go Cougars. Uh, yeah, but we never had anything never outdoor. Had, right in Utah, that makes sense. Everything, but I will tell you, 
Going with uh, women's soccer two years ago to Malibu, we drove by. Yeah. And, and they have an outdoor. It's, it's right next it to the It was Firestone so Fieldhouse. weird to see the meet going on. It was outdoors. I'm just, this, I'm just not used to this. Yeah. Um, I wish that Brigham Young and the Pioneers had kept going to California. <laughs> Cougars beat Grand Canyon Saturday afternoon in Phoenix thanks to 23 first place victories led by Jared Shaw, who won the 50 free. So well done there. Uh, let's get to our and one picks from Saturday. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. Going into the basketball match, we were tied at 2020, the, the year of our Lord right now. Uh, so our picks, you want to do Spencer's? Yeah, but I'm go? trying to figure out why I'm not, my, my standings are not being tabulated right now. Because I stink. Yoli Childs told me my New Year's resolution should be having better and one picks. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Can't argue with it, Yoli. I can't. Yeah, so here were Spencer's picks from Portland. His first one, BYU will shoot 39-plus percent from three. Swish! They did. They shot 50%. Not bad. And his and one. Give us some of that. And one. TJ Haas will score 20-plus. TJ. Passed the ball too much. Had 13 points. He passed the ball too much. First career double-double, though. 14 assists is insane. That's insane. And zero turnovers. Okay, my pick, BYU by 17 minus. All you whiners about 17 plus. I could have gone 17 plus, but I didn't. I listened to you. This is the last time I listened to you about the 17 plus thing. I missed it. And my N1 pick that doesn't even matter. Neither team will shoot 39% uh, plus from three. Yeah, BYU shot 50%, 15 to 30. It was a tremendous display in every way by the BYU Cagers uh, on Saturday. You know why they call them the, the Cagers, by the way? Um, because you put a cougar in a cage? I don't know. Well, uh, back in the day, uh, not only in the Smithfield House, but other places, there would be a there would be a cage. Like the exterior. Like a steel cage match? Well, like a no, like a fence that yeah, okay. on the baseline. So where the track is in the Smithfield House, that yeah. used to be a cage. So you, so you could look through. In fact, it still is. They just cover it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So make the Cougar Cagers—that's the origin of that. That you Alrighty didn't care then. to know. Uh, updated standings: Spencer twenty-two, uh, I have twenty, and Jason has. Who cares? Our question <laughs> of the day is: Second place in the WCC, BYU's to lose now. Trevor Levitt from Instagram: Play for first with second as consolation. That's playing to win. This just in: Gonzaga's the number one team in the country. I, I believe that you should push for a conference championship. The likelihood of that happening is not uh, not likely, right? But and with Yoli Childs out, it like lessens that to a extreme degree as well. I understand. I, though, I get it, yes. but it's not realistic. I understand not, the idea that you never go in expecting to do anything but win. So you go in with the with the idea, but yes, the likelihood is Gonzaga is the number one team. It's pretty good. Well, that's like saying, well, BYU football should aim for the national championship every year. Uh, no. They're not going to win every game. It's to manage expectations, do the best with what you have. and to, Yes, great goals are good. I'm not saying don't reach high, but there's a point where you're not going to reach Saturn, but you will get to the moon, right? We landed on the moon? What? Wait, what? When did this happen? I was in a studio somewhere in Hollywood. Now, coming up, hashtag this, which, by the way, will include tonight's college football national championship game. Let's go. Tyson Hutchins will be there. And Jason gets retweeted by Frank Caliendo. We'll discuss more about that. This is BYU Sports Nation. Not with Spencer Lindsay. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go. 
the MVP of your next event. Listen to BYU Sports Nation On Demand on iTunes, TuneIn, or Google Play, and enjoy On Demand. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Please do it. Please. All right. Lots to discuss that happened over the weekend. Stuff happening tonight. It's exciting. Uh, let's play a little hashtag this presented by BYU Food to Go. BYU Sports Nation says hashtag this. Okay, we'll present a subject, and then we have to come up with a hashtag for it. So let's begin. Jason, a Cougar is going to play in the Super Bowl for the fourth straight year. Hashtag this. Hashtag as long as it's Sorensen. <laughs> Beyond that, it's cool, but it doesn't mean as much to me as if it's Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs. Is there another Sorensen on any of the three teams is my question. Not that I'm aware of. Like the of. Titans have some special teamer. Then I should Bob have said Sorenson. hashtag as long as it's Dirty Dan. Yeah, Dirty Dan, exactly. Yeah. I say hashtag it's good to be good. These are good players on good teams. Yes. It's contributing. It's, yes. What BYU's experience has been in the NBA recently was minimal opportunities. And if they were on a team, it was on a bad team, right? Um, Kyle Collinsworth on the Mavs, uh, Brandon Davies on the Sixers, Jimmer on wherever he could yep. land. This is a more fun experience as a BYU fan to watch these guys at this level. Awesome. Okay. Next one. St. Mary's falls to Santa Clara at home. Hashtag this. Hashtag what a shame. Uh, St. Mary's opening the door. Just holding it open for BYU to walk through to try and take second. Two losses already to non-Brigzaga teams. (laughs) You don't like it? Yeah. I've got an idea, but I'm going to run Gun- past you in the next break before okay. I go on air with it. Yeah, I just thought of another one. I was like, eh, it might be a little sketchy. That um, may be the same thing <laughs> we're thinking yeah, yes, of. The, the combo <laughs> of that. I, I think this is a great opportunity for BYU. Yet, you want St. Mary's to be good because BYU's win on February 1st, should BYU do it at home, needs to matter. Right now, that's a quad two game for BYU. It's not a quad one. Uh, my hashtag is hashtag should have been us. BYU was so close to winning that game. Even though St. Mary's had, had gone up by seven and nine, BYU never let it get too far out of reach. They made their runs, actually took a lead, and just couldn't close it out. So, yeah, hashtag should have been us. That was there for the taking, especially now that you see that it was that, that loss at St. Mary's was bookended by two losses by the Gales. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, St. Mary's is an overtime uh, win away from being 0-3. I know, it's crazy. And with they probably need right more there. Australians. <laughs> There's not enough. Oi, oi, oi. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hashtag this. Hoops jumping to number 26 in the Ken Palm rankings. What do you think? Hashtag basically top 25. I'm going with top 25 when you're that close. In Ken Palm, which is a metric-based uh, determination. If BYU... Uh, in, in Ken Palm, per 100 possessions, how many points you score? Yep. That's your offensive adjusted efficiency. This is your nerd alert of the day. And then defensively, how many you allow per 100 possessions, points. That's what it is. So BYU was 24 yesterday, yeah. 26 today based on the games that were played Sunday. BYU almost there. So, yeah, I, I did hashtag almost 25, yeah, top it, 25. It's, it's very much like, like when, you're, when you're at a certain age – but you're getting closer to the next birthday, and so you're so you're you kind of say ah, I'm already this, or you go I'm you as know, you get older you don't do and that. A half no, or, yeah, you don't do that. You're trying to reach down, not up. No one's like I'm 39. I'm basically 40. They're like I don't want to tell anyone how old I am. I'm almost 40. I'm freaking out. I know that's Spencer and I right now. I know. Not like it's all three not of like us. you and 
Let's just move on. <laughs> I was going to say, not like you and Ben, the, the wise guys of the group. All right. <laughs> Next one. The rock band playing Rush as tribute to Neil Peart during the basketball game. Neil Peart, the, uh, the drummer for Rush, passing away last week. Hashtag appropriate. This was awesome. And, and it wasn't just that The Rock played it. It was that all the NFL games at least yeah. once went to break with Rush. I happen to be a fan of Rush. I didn't know much about Rush until I saw the obsessed Canadian Greg Rebell yes. over Canadian band Rush. have since watched a few documentaries on Getty Lee and the, and the band and everything. This was a really cool nod to a moment where um, I think as a country we were like, that guy was an incredible yeah. drummer, and everyone knows it. I said hashtag classy for many of the same reasons that, that you brought up. And, and honestly, I associate Rush with Greg. Yeah, because, he's been to like a good show. Well, and, and, and because he, he talks about it, he makes references. I know he's such a huge super fan of Rush. So the, as soon as this news came down, I immediately thought of Greg and, and what I he was feeling. I asked him Saturday if he was okay, Yeah, how he was doing Yeah, that. I mean, really, it's, yeah. yeah, and it, it was cool, like you mentioned, the NFL games, everybody. Yeah. And it, it's stuff like that. It's the pop culture stuff that really does unite a lot of people that yeah. maybe you don't necessarily realize that you have a lot in common with. Yeah. I had a moment last night where I was up, up uh, kind of Draper up high up in the hills coming back down, mm-hmm. and I was playing Rush, and it was just – Beautiful Utah County coming down with the lights. It was dark. I was like, oh, this is this is a nice moment. Yeah. So it was fun. All right. Hashtag this. Volleyball with four ranked wins in the first four matches of the season. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, hashtag bump, set, dominate. That's what it Killing was. Killing it right now. That's also a pun for volleyball. <laughs> so, Can you dig it? Yeah. So I, I set you up. Yeah. I was really impressed on Friday that BYU was able to come out and get the sweep. Then when you follow that up with another sweep, you're in a nice little groove right now. So, yeah, very impressive with BYU men's volleyball. Hashtag perfection. BYU's gone on the road and beaten Loyola, Chicago, Lewis, now two with Penn State. These are four really good wins. Go to Mount Olive, get a couple of victories there, showcase the team, and give the BYU fans in North Carolina an opportunity to see you in person. Um, Perfection. So far, so good. All right. um, Last one. Final college football game of the season is tonight. Hashtag this. Hashtag go Tigers. Which one, though? Mm, see, you're covering your bases I think either I'm, way. I think I'm going for Clemson. I tonight. want Clemson to win. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a great game. I have no idea who's going to win. I, both quarterbacks, incredible, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. All I know is Ed Orgeron winning the national championship would be entertaining. And the guy that does the Ed Orgeron uh, yes. impersonation after Ed Orgeron winning would be good. Exactly. What's your hashtag? Uh, I'm going to go with hashtag I've moved on. You've moved on. Honestly, once BYU's bowl game is done and the season is over, I I mentally and emotionally kind of move on. I move on to college basketball, the NBA, and and gearing up towards the national championship game. Honestly, I may watch some of it, but it's, it's not like high priority for me. It's just not. So once the once BYU season is over, emotionally and mentally, I kind of move on. I'm sad for you. <laughs> I'm fine. That wraps up hashtag this presented by BYU Food to Go. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't worry about me. I'm Are fine. You? Yes. Coming up, a former Cougar doing work in the NFL playoffs. That's coming up in Rising Shoutout. And the BYU fan who's going to get her wish based on a tweet. Sometimes all you have to do is ask. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, 
the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcast. Show always available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Our, and uh, you can see from Spencer, true fans download the apps. So, uh, and, and true fans uh, look at Spencer. He's great. Our question of the day. There he is. There he is! I've even been covered in our studio. That's another, that's a next level troll right there. Our question of the day. Is second place in the WCC BYU's to lose now? Tanner Nielsen on Instagram. Absolutely. Barring a St. Mary's upset of Gonzaga, BYU should earn the two seed in the WCC tournament with a win over St. Mary's. I don't see the Cougars losing a home game to anybody not named Gonzaga. The home games aren't what worries me. BYU's 8-1. They've yes. been really good at home. It is the road The only games. losses to San Diego State, who right now is a top two seed in bracketology. And that could have been a win, too. BYU was up nine in that game without Yoli Childs, which is crazy. If Yoli Childs starts all year, BYU has at least a loss to Kansas, but who knows on the other ones. Yeah. This could have been an epic year, but the NCAA took it away from us. I'm... I'm Trying to get over that. but And then the injury happened. Why can't we have nice things here? We do have some nice things, but we can't have a full season with the only child's coming back. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. T-Dub from Facebook. I hope that's his real name. Like On Facebook, name. T-Dub. Why settle for second? I'll give it to you right here. Let's go. Because Gonzaga is the number one team in the country. That's right. It's not enough to beat Gonzaga once. You have to beat them in a 16-team tournament. That ain't happening unless Gonzaga takes a free fall, which would be awesome. I just don't see it while Mark Few is there. I I think you're essentially playing for second. And guess what? If second gets you into the NCAA tournament and you're a ninth seed, that's fine. That's fine, right? Are you not okay with it? Uh, Are you okay with taking second in the league? I would absolutely be okay taking second in the league. Absolutely. Okay. Behind the number one team in the country? Yeah, I'll take that. So if BYU was the second best team in the country and took second, that would be the same result. Mm. Okay, let's get to today's rise and shout out. I'm giving mine to former Cougar, Kansas City Chief Safety Daniel Sorensen. Shocker. Single-handedly, his defensive plays turned the game around and allowed the offense to get back to work and win the game. On to the AFC title game. He was awesome. Mine goes to Tasha, uh, Tasha Sabi, b- big BYU basketball fan. She tweeted she has a poster of every team from 2010 to now trying to get this year's uh, team poster signed. David Almodova is going to make it happen. Assistant AD. That's awesome. Thanks to today's uh, guest, BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Feger. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis Pitt in no time. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Jack Mannion. See you tomorrow for another BYUSN. Skull Cougs!